that's why I always say like the universe is going to give you exactly what you need. And when you release that attachment to the outcome, to the thing that you desire, that's when you open your heart and your mind to the magic that's in store for you. Oh, hey, I'm Julia Guerreri, and in this podcast, we talk all about modern spirituality, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. You're holding the pen. This is your story. Welcome to my dream life. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited because today I am recapping my whole trip to Sedona, Arizona. And for those of you that don't know, I hosted a retreat with 11 women from around the world. It was epic, like people flew in from Switzerland, France, all over the US, and it was honestly one of my biggest dreams come true. I didn't realize how fulfilled it would make me feel to be bringing people together, and this trip truly showed me how to step into my leadership in a way that I had never before. And seeing all of my clients in real life, some of them I had met before, but most of them I hadn't, and sharing a home with them, seeing the ins and outs, and really just going into the depths with them was so beautiful, and it was so fulfilling to just have everyone in such a magical place. And if you haven't been to Sedona, I am going to share with you all the tea because there is some epic, epic magic going on there. And yes, I'm very spiritual. I believe in manifestation and all the things that I talk about, but this was different. Like this was just something in the air, something in the energy that was so magical. Like that's just the word I keep coming back to. So I'm going to walk you through all of it. Make sure you are really listening up, whether you're on your hot girl walk, you're driving to your job, or you're just listening when you have some free time. You're really, really going to enjoy this one. And it's probably one of the best podcasts I have ever planned for. So definitely going to want to listen up and share with me your thoughts at the end. Let me know on Instagram what you're feeling, how it made you feel. I'm also going to share some feedback from my clients that I think will help really inspire you too to see it from their perspective as well. So let's get into it. So it all started when we arrived on Tuesday. So we took a Tuesday morning flight from New York and me and my friend Rachel went there a bit earlier. So we arrived on Tuesday, but the attendees weren't coming until Thursday. So when we got to the rental car place, we wanted to get a Jetta and it wasn't available. And they were like, oh, you know, it, it sold or something like that. And we're like, oh, okay. And then literally like prime marketing example but there was like a convertible playing like some awesome music and I was like Rachel why don't we just get a convertible we're thinking about it and we're like we have this beautiful drive from Phoenix to Sedona let's just do it so finally we get a convertible both our suitcases like do not fit in the car so we have one shoved in the trunk and the other one in the back seat like we totally look like tourists and we were just embracing it because we were like this is so so fun like I swear we were living like that white chick scene where they're driving and they're sa- singing the song a thousand miles like that was us the whole entire week and it was so much fun and that drive was beautiful I cannot believe the duality that Sedona or Arizona in general holds so Phoenix is really really warm like I was sweating in leggings 
And then you go two hours away to Sedona and it's like cold. Like I needed a sweatshirt. I had wish I even brought a little bit of a heavier jacket because I just brought like a light spring jacket and the mornings get really cold, but the daytime heat is no joke. So there's just so much duality. And then if you were to drive a little bit up more past Sedona, like over an hour more, then you get to Flagstaff and you can literally go skiing or snowboarding. So there's so much duality in Arizona. I haven't shared yet where I'm moving to, but I'm leaving New York City. That's actually going to be the next podcast episode that goes out. So I'll share more, but essentially I could see Sedona or Arizona in general in the books for the later future. So curious and excited to see truly what unfolds, but maybe down the line. So We're driving from Phoenix to Sedona. We get to Sedona. It's a little bit later in the day. I think the Airbnb check-in was like four o'clock. So we get there and we step out of the car and keep in mind, right? We had the windows down. We had the sunroof or rather the convertible set up. The minute we step out of the car, there was the purest silence I had ever heard in my life in Sedona. So we're in our Sedona Airbnb by now. And we just felt the magic. Like Rachel and I just looked at each other and we were like, we are in the vortex. We are in this magical vortex of energy. We had the most beautiful Airbnb. So we stayed in a different one before the retreat and the owner must have like been into feng shui or something because I felt so zen in that Airbnb. I need to even message her like where are her pillows and her bed from because it was just so beautiful, comfortable, cozy, like just all the things right? Like it felt like it was in the mountains. Like we were just surrounded by the most beautiful, magical mountains in the whole wide world. And it was just an amazing experience. So that first night it was pretty chill, just got dinner, pretty normal. And then we went to bed kind of early because we wanted to get up early and have a fresh start. So originally we had planned to go to the Grand Canyon, but we were just like, it kind of feels rushed because we have to drive two hours and then it's two hours back. So it wasn't super close. And a lot of people said it was very icy because it actually snowed in Sedona a week before we went. So crazy to think about that. And I'm like divine timing that we had arrived a week after the snow. So anywho, we decided not to go to the Grand Canyon and wake up early. So we go to bed like around 839 Rachel wakes me up and she's like, Julia, I think someone's breaking in. I think someone's like fussing with the door. So now I'm having like full blown anxiety. So we like creep out into the kitchen. All the blinds were shut and it wasn't necessarily someone by the door, but we're like, maybe they're coming through the garage or something. So we lift up the blinds a little bit and we still hear it and we're like, what is going on? And then we're looking for like a couple minutes and Rachel goes, it's a pig. It's a wild pig. I'm like, what? And then I see another one and it runs across. And these are like these massive pigs. So turns out they're called javelinas and they were just breaking into our trash. So they just wanted whatever was in the trash can. And it was so crazy because when we messaged the Airbnb host in the morning, letting her know, she was like, I had them bungee cord like shut the garbage cans. She's like, I have no idea how they got in there. So turns out they're harmless. They really just want food. And that was just so funny because I had never seen these animals before. They're actually not even a part of the pig family, but that's the best way that 
I can explain it. Like you'll have to look them up to really see what I'm talking about. But these javelinas were no joke, let me tell you. So we wake up next day. It was Wednesday by this point. So it's Wednesday morning and we just wanted a full day of exploring Sedona. So we start with the Cathedral Rock hike and we were really specifically looking for a vortex. So Sedona in and of itself is just a massive vortex of energy, but there are specific vortexes within the mountains and the hikes and at specific locations around Sedona. So the more we talk to people who like live there and are more local, they're like, honestly, some people believe that there are individual vortexes and other people just believe that Sedona is just one giant vortex. I believe that Sedona is one giant vortex and the other vortexes are kind of just more intentional spots. So we were on a hunt for them. So Cathedral Rock, actually you couldn't hike to the top of it because they were doing rock restoration. So we only went like halfway, but it was still like a two hour hike and it was beautiful. So we had asked maybe like four or five different people about where we could find the Cathedral Rock vortex and it was at the Crescent Moon Creek. When we were there, the most recent person that we had talked to, like as we were on the hike was like, yeah, there's no way you're going to get to it because of the snow. It's just, it's not possible to get to the vortex. So we're like, all right, we're already here. It's a beautiful hike. It actually ended up being one of my favorite hikes that we did. We did like four and it was one of my favorites. It was so, so good. As we're hiking, we're just having a great time. The weather was beautiful. It was not too hot. It was not too cold. And then we come across this creek and I remember them saying it's the Crescent Moon Creek and Rachel's like, Julia, come here. And I look in the water and there are like these little like crystal reflections and there was nothing above the water that would have made this crystal reflection. And I'm like, Rachel, this has to be the vortex. Like there is no other answer besides like this powerful upstream of energy that's making these like crystalline reflections so we put our hand in the water it was like the coldest water I had ever felt in my entire life and it just felt different and like I said we were unsure if it was actually the vortex at this point in time but we just had a really strong like intuitive hit where like this has to be it. So we finished the hike. I think by that point there was only like 20, 25 minutes left. So we get to the bottom and we see actually the same person that told us that the vortex wasn't able, like we weren't able to get to it. So we see her and we show her the video. She's like, that's it. Like you found the vortex. And we were like, what? We were so shocked in the best way possible. Part of me was like, oh no, like I wanted to do some more like intentional manifestation near the vortex. But then I just thought about it a little bit deeper and a little bit more. And I was like, Sedona brought this vortex to us. So we were out on a hunt and what are the odds that Sedona brings the vortex to us? And this is exactly what I'm talking about I was just so open-minded to whatever Sedona had in store for me, whatever the universe had in store for me. And I really, truly went in with total detachment and zero expectations. And that was one of the first magical moments that it brought to me. That's why I always say like the universe is going to give you exactly what you need. And when you release that attachment to the outcome, to the thing that you desire, that's when you open your heart and your mind to the magic that's in store for you. So 
that was the first experience where I was like, whoa, I feel really supported here. I feel really tapped into the magic. And right after that, we went to a really popular spot in Sedona called Local Juicery. And I had the best beet toast I have ever had in my life. And it was just so, so good. I'm like, I need to make this at home. It was so good. There was like some boiled eggs on it, microgreens. It was just amazing. I'm like been obsessed with like sauces and like dips lately. I just think sauces and dips make everything better. So as we're sitting there, Rachel, they kind of like messed up her coffee order. So she went back in to say something and she left her phone on the table. And then some guy comes to sit next to me. And it was that moment where, you know, when you're making like awkward eye contact with someone, you're like, oh my God, is this person going to say hi to me? That's exactly what happened. So we had made eye contact and he sparked up the conversation and he said something like oh you know do you have two phones he's like one for social media one for personal and I just thought it was funny because obviously he had no idea who I was and that like I do so much stuff on social media and have a big community so I just thought that was funny and he like totally sparked up a conversation and it was just really interesting because I was kind of like wondering I'm like I'm keeping it myself I don't don't know what made this guy like want to speak to me and that's the way I thought of it and then the more I thought about it I was like it's definitely my energy because people in New York definitely do not just be sparking up random conversations with strangers but people in Sedona were so friendly plus I was in a much much better energy than I am when I'm just walking around here like the weather was beautiful I was enjoying this beautiful breakfast so we're talking and you know, he's just saying where he's from and things like that. And then Rachel comes back and I make a joke. I'm like, oh, you know, it's her phone, blah, blah, blah. And he's talking to us more about how he's a massage therapist and all about talking about like the emotional response in the body and how he helps people kind of like release emotional trauma through being a masseuse. And I just thought that was so awesome and so magical. And we were talking a lot about that together so we were talking all about this he was like reading a book about it and all this stuff and we were going deep into conversation with this guy and it started to make me think that I'm like these are my people like these people get me and if you've been a part of the spiritual community for some time now you probably understand that there's not a lot of people that believe in it definitely not in like the east coast like yes you'll find your pockets of it but like a majority of like the mainstream people are not talking about these sorts of things or they're not open-minded to them whereas Sedona it's like a hub it's like a hot spot people get it and even like my boyfriend and I say all the time, like New York doesn't really also have like a super entrepreneurial community. Like they have a big influencer community. They have a big corporate community, right? Because everyone mostly comes to big cities for corporate jobs. So it's just really a thought to think about that. Like you want to be somewhere where you surround yourself with the right people. So we're in town, we're talking to this guy. It was an awesome experience. And then after that, we kind of felt the pull to go see a psychic. So we had asked some people around, we're like, where should we go? And we go to this one store that someone recommended. And she was more of an expert in numerology, the woman that I saw, rather than speaking to spirit. But she still, you know, was very honest and open. So basically how it went was the woman at the front desk was like, pick someone that you feel called to speak to. So 
I picked a few people. They weren't available. And then by the, like the third person that I picked, she was available for a reading. So I'm like, okay, same intentions. I'm like, I am not really going in with any expectation, any specific intention. I'm like, I am just so open-minded, open and ready to receive whatever's in store for me. So we're talking and turns out the psychic was actually from Long Island. So I'm like, okay, this is my girl. I'm like, she gets me. For those that don't know, I grew up in Long Island. So I'm like, this is my girl. So the main focus of the reading was numerology. So there were three parts to our reading. The first part was numerology. The second part was a past life plus talking to spirit. And the third part was Reiki and energy clearing massage. So in the first part, this was like the first time I'd ever tapped into numerology. So I'm not super into that. So I like obviously like know about it, but I never specifically got a numerology reading and that was her expertise. So I'm like, cool, I, you know, I'm open to it. So she specifically um, did it for me and my boyfriend and it was so amazing because she was writing out our life path numbers and she was like, you guys are soulmates. And I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, I know, but like how and why did she say that? And this is the first time I've ever done this. And it's because Marcos and I have the same life path number. So we are both a 35-8 and 8 being the most powerful number in our chart, meaning financial security, success, and abundance. And I asked her if I could record the reading, but she was like, no, like I honestly get a little bit nervous. She's like, I, I don't want it to like tamper with the reading at all. So I'm like, I totally get that. So I just took notes the whole time. And then Three, meaning trustworthiness. So we're really connected to the throat chakra, meaning the words that we say matter. And words of affirmation is actually one of my love languages. And I take words like so, so seriously, like so in depth. So that was really interesting to see. And then five was meaning playfulness. So how can we have more play in our life? It's a big part of our life path number. And she said, like, even our upcoming travels, it's going to be really perfect for us. So we have a bunch of travel coming up and really just thinking about like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And since eight is the most prominent or like the biggest number in the chart, that just is saying that our life's purpose in this lifetime is success, is abundance. And it just makes so much sense because we're both um, entrepreneurs. And she even said, she's like most eights that I meet who have like eight as the main number. She said that they're mostly entrepreneurs and it's because it's such a huge part of our life. And I truly feel that that is my life's purpose in this lifetime. But when we get into part two, which is when she called in spirit and I wanted to do a past life regression, but she said it takes about an hour and a half. So I wasn't going to have time for that. And P.S. I booked the reading for 30 minutes and I was in there for an hour and a half. So that just goes to show that there was a lot, a lot to talk about, a lot to do. So while she was talking to spirit, she's like, I'm actually seeing some stuff come up from your past life. And I was like, oh, I'm super interested because I'd never done any sort of like past life reading or past life regression, anything like that. And she said, this is the best part. She said that I was male and I was an overweight, like a fat ancient Roman or Greek person of power. She didn't necessarily say God, but that's the way that like I interpret it. And she's like, all I'm just seeing is lots of luxury, like a white robe. And I'm like, oh my God, this 
is so funny, but it's like makes so much sense at the same time. And she just kept being like, you love to eat. She's like, you love to eat. You didn't really like to work out. And she said that I actually lived a really short life because I was overweight and I may have died from like a heart attack or something. She said I had olive toned skin. And she said that I masked great success, like a lot of wealth and success, but I had no balance in my life. And she said, I'm actually a Libra in this lifetime. Um, my birthday's in October. So she said that that same path of success carried over into this lifetime. But the real reason that I'm here is to live a life of balance. And that was really interesting to like hear about and to hear because yes, success is a huge part of my life, but I'm so big on like living your life too. And I could see like in a past life, she said like even when you would go out or you would go to parties, it was always like for networking. It was never for just enjoying yourself. And this lifetime, right, I'm a Libra, all about balance. And that's super important to me to like live a nice life on top of all the success, on top of all the work. So then here's the best part. I asked Spirit about my business success and Spirit uncontrollably like started laughing. And now I'm just like laughing and I'm like, what? And it was just so interesting because Spirit goes, why are you asking that when you know the answer? And I kind of just opened my eyes and I'm like, why, why would I even doubt that for a second? Like she just told me about the life path number, about my past life. And it was just so interesting to see that experience where spirit said that success is literally what I'm here in this lifetime for like with my life path number like the most prominent number being number eight and that's also my favorite number and there's a lot of eights in my life all the time and she said spirit was literally saying the affirmations that I say to myself daily like I had never brought these up she brought these up and I just thought that was like so powerful she goes uh, spirit is saying like success is in your blood success is inevitable it's like breathing and I share that analogy all the time that success and abundance and money and all these things it's literally like breathing there's so much abundance of it in this world and she said success and abundance is your birthright Have you ever dreamed of being surrounded by like-minded female entrepreneurs who are also on a journey to create their dream life and business? If you answered yes, don't worry. I have been there right there with you. Seriously, this is why I decided to create the Conscious Creator Club, which is a free community with now hundreds of people from around the world on a mission to also achieve what I like to call sweet freedom, spiritual wealth, emotional, energetic, and time freedom. Guys, I am not kidding you. This group is so nervous nourishing, supportive, and uplifting. I don't even know where these magical humans came from because they are just so divine and I'm so beyond grateful that we have created such a safe space on our corner of the internet. In our group, we share ideas, we dream big, and honestly just support one another as a collective. I can't even explain how important it is to be surrounded by the right energy and that's why I wanted to create the space for people to feel comfortable asking questions, receive support, and as a free gift for you, I decided to include a totally 100% free course just for every single person that signs up. So this is really exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. I'm in there daily and it's just super 
supportive, uplifting, nourishing, and it's seriously my favorite place to be in my business. So it really is more than a community. It's a movement, the conscious creator movement. And my mission is to connect visionaries from around the world who are on this mission to create their dream life and business. So make sure you click the link in the show notes. Join us today. It's totally free. And thank you so much to the Conscious Creator Club for sponsoring this episode. These are literally like, if you follow along my IG stories, y'all know, like these are the affirmations I say every single day. And it's no wonder that I feel so called to them. So then the third part is we go into like a Reiki energy clearing massage. I've been doing lots of Reiki and she basically just cleansed my aura of any negative energy, bad vibes, like that kind of stuff. And she threw it out the window so I could be clear to really welcome in the attendees and walk into the retreat with fresh energy. And the whole psychic experience really taught me a lot, but mostly that I'm super intuitive and almost a bit psychic myself. And even though we all are psychic, as a passion project, I may want to tap into this a bit more because I've actually felt like this like a few times that I've gone into readings or worked with psychics. I've never felt like, oh my God, they're telling me something groundbreaking that I didn't know myself like maybe the past life thing I wasn't super tapped into that at all but a lot of the times I'll hear these things from these psychics or these readings and things like that and I'm just like yeah like that that feels right like I feel that that's how I feel in my daily life so it really just reminded me like how intuitive I am to continue just trusting my intuition because it's never steered me wrong. So after that, we did another hike at the airport Mesa Vortex, but it was really crowded. And honestly, I didn't feel as touched as I did on the unexpected vortex that we found in Cathedral Rock. So that was that. Um, It was like really crowded, like I said, with tourists and things like that. So it was nice because we kind of saw it at sunset. So that was good. And then we just had dinner at a local restaurant in town. So now it's Thursday and the attendees were coming to the retreat later in the day. So we started with a 4.2 mile hike. The things about the hikes in Sedona is I don't think we ever estimated the right amount of time that we were going to be on the hike. So this ended up being a three hour hike and we did Devil's Bridge and it was so beautiful. It was so worth it. So how Devil's Bridge is, is you hike to the top and essentially there is like this break almost in the mountain so everybody lines up to take a picture like you give the person behind you your phone they take a picture of you and it looks really scary from afar but all in all when you actually look out to or like you actually stand on the place where you take the picture it's not as scary as you would think so it was really one of the most beautiful hikes that I had ever done and Like I said, on the top, you wait in line for the photo. So it was really beautiful. If you guys are in Sedona, you have to check it out. All the hikes, especially that one, I would say just go early because if you don't, like they get really crowded really fast and it wasn't even busy season when we went there. So definitely want to go early, like 7, 8 a.m. right as the sun rises probably would be best as well. And then after at 1 p.m. we went to Chocola Tree, which is another popular spot there. It's all vegan, or not vegan, it's vegetarian, gluten-free. It was really beautiful. And then by 4 p.m. everyone had arrived at the retreat. And let's just say, I, like I said, I didn't know what I was in for. Like this was my first retreat. I was really open-minded. I'm 
had met some of my clients before, but not all of them. But I was very, very intentional about the energy and the people that we brought into the group. And let's just say no one was there by chance. No one was there like unexpectedly. Like it was very, very intentional. The people that I welcomed into the group, welcome into the circle because we were going to spend four days together. Like we were going to do some deep healing, some deep transformative work. And the people that were brought into the container, brought into the retreat, were all the best people for that. Like one of the first things that somebody said when they joined was they were like, there's no mean girl vibes here. Like there's no bad energy. And I'm like, yeah, because it takes time and space and energy to really make sure we're only welcoming in the best people. So at first, I will admit, like the energy was a bit more reserved. Like everyone was closed off. They didn't know each other. So we did some icebreakers. A lot of people shared their intentions. Most people's intentions, because it was a room full of entrepreneurs, their intentions were to actually just like make more friends and be surrounded by high level thinkers and innovators. And this really opened my mind to really continue to desire to bring together people for this common mission of being a high level thinker, someone who wants more because in your day-to-day life, you can't really find that. Like, let's be real. You don't, and we talked about this a lot, like you don't necessarily find those people in your hometown. You don't necessarily find those people when you're in school or when you're in college and then you start working and maybe you meet a little bit more of like higher level people, but to really meet the kind of people that are going to push you to be better, that are going to open your mind, make you think differently. You have to intentionally put yourself in those rooms. That's why I join groups. That's why I join masterminds because you have to put yourself in the room. And this is exactly what everyone's intention was for coming to the retreat. And me personally, as the coach, as the leader, as a facilitator, I was facing a lot of duality because I had some business stuff going on behind the scenes and seeing my clients I'd only seen on a screen in real life, part of me felt really vulnerable because I had to step into my leadership in a way that I hadn't before, right? I had to maintain what's going on in the business, my team, and really make sure that everything was going well behind the scenes, but also showing up on the front line and and the front of the scenes. And I was responsible for these 11 women, but in a new way. So I've led webinars, like groups with over with hundreds of people in them. But the way that I led a container of my highest level clients, 11 of my highest level clients, like this felt like nothing I'd ever done before. So that was the first day, kind of just going through all the motions, pretty chill. We didn't have anything planned. We had actually a private chef. Um, and she was all vegetarian, gluten-free, private chef. It was She was amazing, Chef Taylor. You'll have to check her out on my Instagram. If you want her information, you could DM me. She was just so amazing. So funny because I literally hunted her down because I'm like, you need to be our chef. Like all the chefs I was, I was talking to, like I just didn't feel aligned to. But with Chef Taylor, I felt super, super aligned. So 
it was delicious. All of the meals were amazing. You can check on my stories and stuff like they were just so good. So on day two, I woke up super early and we did the birthing cave hike. Oh my God. This was so beautiful. It was such an amazing hike and it was one of the best hikes I've ever done. And by the way, if you can't tell, I am obsessed with hiking now. It is like my new favorite thing. I love it. I had bought hiking boots when my brother and I went to Costa Rica and they came in such handy. I love them. I'm like, I want to do a hike like every weekend, start going upstate New York and stuff. So let's talk about the birthing cave. When we got there, we did a silent hike. So the purpose of that was really for everyone to be in touch with themselves, to really soak up and soak in all of the nature. And let's just say that when we got to the top of the cave, right, because the birthing cave, it actually looks like a vagina. Like that's why they call it the birthing cave. And there's a myth, I don't know how true it is, that women used to go there to give birth. But let me just say, it's definitely not the safest place I would recommend to give birth. Like we had to really like have a grip to just sit there. So when we got there, the cave was empty. And we were with some people who had been to Sedona many times in our group. And they were like, I have never seen this cave empty. And it was early, like, but it was like nine o'clock. So it wasn't that early because that was the time that the caves or like the hikes start to get a little bit busy. So they were saying, they were like, this has never happened before. So one of our attendees, Anais, she is a psychologist and a life coach. And she was like, Julia, you know, I'd love to lead us through a breath work. I'm like, I love that. Let's do it. And let's just say um, the birthing cave is actually a specific vortex and the feminine energy was so powerful and potent and I think it really cracked everybody right open. So we did this breathwork session. We really opened up our throat chakras and it was just like I felt the energy flow through my body in a way that it had never flowed through before. So In the middle of this breath work, I actually tried to take out my phone and take a video because it was so beautiful and I wanted to really capture the moment. And my phone literally was black. Like I would turn on the camera and it was just black. I closed out of the app. I literally did everything possible. It would not work. And I'm like, this is the universe speaking to us that the energy is so freaking powerful in this cave right now. I'm like, they just, the universe wants us to be present. Like they don't want us to take a video. This is a really, really like potent and powerful energy. And as soon as the breath work was done, people came up. It was like perfect. I think we had like 10 to 12 minutes in the cave, just us. We finished the breath work session and people come up to the cave and we were like, wow, like this was amazing. And then on the way back, everyone was able to talk. And I think it also connected us in a way as well because we were all in each other's energies. And then on the way back, we came back to a delicious brunch from our private chef. Chef Taylor was amazing. It was so good. Like I said, you got to check her out on IG. And then we had brand photo shoots this day. So before the brand photo shoots, our photographer actually held us through a Reiki circle before. So everyone felt super opened and embodied and it was really beautiful. So the Reiki meditation like we did meditation breath work sound bath sound healing like it was just so beautiful and I think it really cracked people open even more so it's like each of these exercises each of these practices were very healing and very transformative and 
it really opened people up. Like everyone had amazing feedback to say about the photo shoots because they were so embodied in our power and our mission because we had done all these exercises to open up. And I was like actually saying, I was like, you know, it's the worst when you're with friends and you're trying to take photos and you don't just, you just don't feel comfortable in your body and not necessarily your body, but just like in taking the photos, like everyone knows those like awkward pictures with like the hand on your hip and you're just kind of like sitting there. Like we didn't want any of that energy. Like we wanted it to be really specifically focused on opening ourselves up, embodiment. And I haven't seen the photos yet, but I seriously cannot wait to see them. So now it's Saturday, day three. And like you said, like by day two, like people were opened up, but like day three, everyone was like, you are my sister. Like we are sisters at this point. Like it was just so beautiful. And in the morning I woke up, I sat on the porch with some of my clients, some of my mastermind clients, and we just had some one-on-one conversations about business, about life. And it just free flowed so naturally. And it was just so open at this point. Like that's the word. Like it was just so open everyone was ready to welcome in the vulnerability then there were more brand photo shoots we finished the remaining photo shoots in the morning and then we did in-house yoga so we had a yoga instructor come she was amazing it was overlooking the mountains and one of my favorite parts of the entire retreat was actually the eye gazing exercise that we did so the eye gazing exercise was beautiful if you haven't done this before I highly recommend it I want to do it with my partner because it's just so beautiful and it's where you just stare into someone's eyes for like three to five minutes people do this for like up to 30 minutes like up to an hour like I think we only did it for three to five minutes but what was so amazing was that when you're doing this exercise you're looking into someone's eyes right they say the eyes are the window to the soul and as you're just staring like you're just looking there like you're not focusing on anything else I started to see myself I started to see myself within the other person's eyes and it just reminded me that we all have the same fears, desires, vulnerabilities, like I'm getting chills even speaking about this, that we are all truly one and the same. We all have the same why. We all want the same things. We're all afraid of the same things. Like it just was such a beautiful and profound experience to really just see that every person that's in your life or every person that you encounter is purely just a reflection of you. And that's exactly what I learned through the eye gazing exercise. So after that, we met outside for a coaching circle and this was like a huge breakthrough moment for people. So the way the retreat was set up is I didn't want it to be overwhelmingly with workshops. I wanted it to be more like you get to connect with people, have these deeper conversations. I want it to be more of like the facilitator where like I stand back and I bring people together. So by day three on Saturday, I wanted to lead. I wanted to coach. I wanted to have a coaching circle. I wanted to really like now bring everybody together now that they had the chance to really connect individually. And let's just say that two hour coaching circle was transformative. That's the word. So we started by sharing breakthroughs that they had, they had come to realize through the weekend. And some breakthroughs were so profound and it wasn't just surface level. Like It was just really, really transformative breakthroughs. People saying that they feel confident in their business. They feel confident in their ideas. They feel healed. They feel transformed. 
Sedona, the women that they met healed them, connecting with people, showing them that they're not alone, that they're actually not afraid to do most of the things they were afraid to do before coming in. A lot of people, or not a lot, but some of the women there are planning to quit their jobs that they've been steady and stable in for years, letting go of really big salaries to pursue their dreams. And really this circle, these women, like we made everyone feel that like it's going to be okay. And that entrepreneurship is the path for them and going all in on their big dreams. After that, we actually did a gratitude popcorn style in the coaching circle. So what it was is you pick one person to show gratitude and appreciation for. And at this point, like everyone's crying. Like the energy was so beautiful. Like just calling on someone saying like, you opened me up you helped me heal, you helped me change, you changed my life. Like just hearing the feedback from all of the women in the circle was so beautiful. And it was just so awesome to just see women like complimenting each other because all us ladies know that, like I said, you're not finding that like in your hometown friend group. You're not finding that like in your probably like just inner circle of people that you know from where you live. These are the kind of spaces you need to put yourself into. You need to put yourself in front of people that want to see you win. You need to put yourself into masterminds, into groups. And if this sounds like you, like DM me on Instagram. Like my whole business is bringing people together. So if you want to be a part of a group like this, like let's chat. If you're desiring this, whether it's going to be being put on the retreat wait list, joining my mastermind, which is high level women who were all at the retreat as well. Or if you want something a little bit smaller where you want like a bigger group, more of like a network, I have my signature group program, the Conscious Creator Academy. So really almost everyone was crying in the most beautiful way at this point. They were really open-minded to sharing. And by day six, Sunday, it was the checkout day and we did a closing circle. And it was just so amazing because some people were like, Literally, I like don't know how I'm going to go on without you women next to me, you know, for the next like few days. I got so close to you all, so comfortable. And everyone admitted like in the beginning, they were like, why am I here? You know, some people were even saying like, I was trying to back out of this. I just wanted to work. I felt like I didn't have time for this. But they're like, I knew I committed to this. I knew I had to show up and something was in within me was like, just go. And I'm like, don't worry. Like, I'm sure a lot of people had that feeling as well. And they were just like, I am so happy I followed through when I came because this weekend changed my life. And I'm not saying that lightly. Like, this weekend was so transformative. The work we did, opening up our hearts, opening up our hearts in a group of women that are not there to just be bad vibes, like that are really there to support you and lift you up. Like, the biggest thing that people said, they're like, I walked away with. 11 new friends like each individual person said that they're like I really walked away with beautiful friendships beautiful revelations beautiful transformation like people literally healing the darkest parts of them that they had been sitting with for years in this one weekend it was just so transformative and remember like I was leading a group of leaders like I was leading a really, really strong group of powerful women. And for me, that was, that was hard for me. Like that was something that, yeah, I can do it in a contained space, like a Zoom call or a group call, but really to lead these women in real life, like these really, really like 
powerful, strong women, it really showed me what I've created for my business. It really showed me that I've called in these really, really powerful women that have really powerful and potent energy and being able to walk myself through that, that was life-changing for me. Being able to just stand back and bring people together, let them connect, let them network, that just showed me how powerful community is in transformation and lifting you up and changing your life. And the biggest takeaway for me were really these three things. One, it taught me, like I said, on how to be a better leader and a leader leading leaders. Like that is not something all business owners do. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of behind the scenes of the kind of clients people call into their business and seeing them and they're not always like these super, super powerful and potent people, okay? So just standing in my leadership and saying, wow, like, I am really calling and bringing together these potent, potent, powerful women. Like this is badass. Like the energy was freaking strong. Okay. So it really called me to be a better leader, a better facilitator, continue to bring people together. It also allowed me to be vulnerable, to open up in a new way, like beyond just like, I'm the coach, I'm the mentor to really say like, we're doing this life together. Like I felt like I was holding everybody's hand and saying, we're in this game together. And really being vulnerable, opening up, sharing more of my personal life with my private clients. Like it was just so beautiful. And then lastly, holding space. So this is coming up a lot because I coach coaches. I coach business owners, right? It's like a business to business model because I'm I'm coaching business owners. And it was really a space of allowing me to hold space in a new way because some of the stuff people were transforming or releasing was really heavy and dark stuff even in my signature group program we were talking about this yesterday on our weekly call they were like you know what about if I'm calling in people who are struggling and doing these things and I'm like well you sign up to be a coach you have to learn how to hold space that's why people are hiring a coach they're not hiring a coach because everything's going great They're hiring a coach because they want to transform and transformation and growth is uncomfortable. So really, really deep diving, diving in and holding space for people is one of the greatest responsibilities of being a coach and facilitating this group, leading this retreat really showed me that people don't necessarily always want to be fixed and it's not your responsibility as a coach to fix people it's your responsibility to hold space for whatever feelings may come up whatever transformations people need to go through and really opening up your heart and soul to say I got you and that's what a great coach does a great coach holds space that's it like yes they can give you the feedback yes they can give you the skills but at the end of the day Growth is a journey of self. Transformation is a journey of self. And this experience taught me that like as a coach, I'm just here to hold space. I'm just here to walk this life together with you. And being in this group, leading this group, leading this retreat showed me that. Leading this retreat showed me how needed and how essential community is. How essential it is to bring people together for a common mission, wanting to create their dream life, wanting to grow their dream business. It just connected me so much deeper to my mission 
And it didn't necessarily give me breakthroughs in the sense of I want to launch this new thing or I want to do this new thing. It just reminded me that I am doing all the right things and I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And people need this work. People need the work that I do. And it just made my business feel so real. Like, yeah, the numbers are there. Yeah, the clients are there. Yeah, the people are in my groups, which is amazing. And I'm so beyond grateful. But actually seeing these faces in real life, everyone traveling to Sedona for me to coach them, to meet these women, that was the best experience of all. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. It means the world to me. Take a minute. Send me a DM on Instagram as well. Let me know what your favorite part was. Let me know if you had any breakthroughs on this podcast after listening. And if you're interested in joining the next retreat, we will create a waitlist. So make sure that you sign up for the waitlist on the link below and I will see you in the next episode.